Hello, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Listen Chica's fifth podcast episode. I actually have a special guest today, my friend Pedro. And Pedro, say hello. Hey. So we're basically going to dive into a couple questions, just trying to get to know Pedro, because honestly, I don't know too much about him. But the reason why I'm having him on my podcast episode is because when I started um, this self-awareness journey, he definitely seemed like someone that was on the same path. And I just wanted to ask him how he basically got there. And um, we could learn a couple things from Pedro today. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with asking Pedro, who are you mentally? Okay. So I think there's a lot of layers to this question, and there's going to be several layers to my answer. So mentally in the sense of am I mentally strong? Like can I get through things? Yes. Like I consider myself a very mentally strong person. Um, That doesn't mean that I don't deal with anxiety or that I haven't dealed with depression in the past. Um, But overall mentally, I would say my mentality 90% of the time is that I'm unstoppable and that I can do anything because that's just what I believe. And the other 10% would be you know, I think a lot, a lot of people don't notice that like sometimes you'll get home and you'll just be in a bad mood for, for no reason. And that's because your subconscious mind will pick up on something like you'll see something and not think about it and then come home and be upset about it. And you don't know why you're upset. So the the other 10% is when I have one of those days where I'm kind of just upset for no reason, you know, but overall I would consider myself to be very mentally strong and that doesn't mean that like I said that doesn't mean that I don't deal with shit on this shit on the side um but I think it's super important for the people listening also um to understand that our brains we're very emotional people are emotional so my biggest I guess piece of advice for anyone watching would be understand how your mind works and how you react to certain things and just learn from them you know because that's that's at the end of the day what will make you mentally strong so my question for you is how did you get there i mean have you always been that way and you i'm sure a lot of people that deal with anxiety and depression and all those things um they still struggle today to even have that type of mindset where they can um be able to pick themselves up so so in some aspects yes I've always been like this when I was younger I had I had this mentality when I played baseball and a little bit of football but baseball was my main thing but not really in any other aspect um I didn't really start to change mentally until my dad died when I was 16 and we'll get into that in a little bit um but for those of you who have you know lost a close relative or a friend or something like that you know that especially if you lost them when you were young um it hits everyone differently but for me the realization that I had when my dad died was it was pretty much my time it was my time to step up to the plate you know like I had I had big shoes to fill and I became the man of the house I'm an only child so 
my whole journey started then. The person I was before that day was a completely different person. And the person I am now, four years later, it's actually, I think this summer will be five years. Um, I'm a completely different person. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't think I've said this on any of my episodes, but I've actually never lost anyone in my, and I have a lot of family. I haven't lost anyone. So, for me, it's uh, it's it's hard to comprehend, really, because my grandma is, she's raised me so she's the closest person I have and she's already 90 so I've mentally prepared myself for that and I'm sure it can happen to anyone not just age like it happens um at any age to so many people so sometimes it's hard for me to understand so uh how did you how was that process for you the process of like dealing with his death um so like I said earlier I was very depressed. So when he died, it was July 10th of 2015, I think, or 2016. I really can't remember, to be honest. Um, But it was right before what would have been our junior year. And that first semester, I had like 95 absences. So I was failing every single class, including baseball. Thanks, Coach Alfieri. So at that point... I went to ACE, which I'm sure no one listening knows what that is. It's it's pretty much like a self-paced program where, like for girls who get pregnant or, so, you know, you lose your parent or a close loved one and you miss a lot of school, you can go there and catch back up. It's a self-paced program. Um, so I went there, and long story short, uh, I never finished. I have one and a half credits to do still. Um, but... Going back to your question, dealing with his death, I was probably depressed. Like, I was probably depressed for, I don't know, at least a solid year after that. Um, And not, you know, depressed in the sense that, you know, if we're being honest, like, many times did I think of killing myself. Um... I never did it because I would always, you know, remind myself that I had a lot to live for, but I did get that depressed at one point and it's not something that I always talk about because no one ever really asks, you know? Um, so getting through that point, I also was the fattest I had ever been in my entire life. I was almost 300 pounds. I got up to 297 pounds at my heaviest. Um, so overall my life was just shitty um and my dad before he died he f- he started um something called the First Fish Foundation and it's a nonprofit um to take inner city kids fishing or kids who had uh, a parent in jail which by the way I kind of didn't mention that earlier in 7th grade my dad went to prison for 25 months and it was something that I told z- zero people like, no one knew about it. Um, so, yeah, so that was just a little part of the story. But so he had the First Fish Foundation, and about a year, I mean, I really started working at it, on it while I was at ACE. Um, but I got it uh, off the ground, I guess you could say. I had my nonprofit attorneys and everything. And I actually had, I was nominated for the alumni scholarship at St. Mary's. 
and I wasn't able to take it because like I said I never finished high school um which people still get mad at me about that to this day um so back to dealing with it though you know when I started doing the first fish foundation that was kind of like my first step to dealing with it because it was something that he left behind that I could work on like in his name and in that whole process you know I had never seen myself as someone who would be a businessman um but putting myself in those environments you know being in business meetings you know getting all the legal stuff handled and you know writing out pitch decks and all that stuff that's when I fell in love with the idea of being a businessman and one thing that I always tell people is in my first business meeting ever I was like scared shitless I like was my voice was shaking like I didn't know what to say and every time someone would ask me a question I like wouldn't have like a definite answer because I I just didn't have enough knowledge to speak on it you know and that's what really triggered me to be who I am now is because in that very moment I felt stupid and I didn't want to feel stupid anymore and so that's when I kind of just started listening to people like the first person was Grant Cardone and for anyone listening, y'all know he r- runs a massive real estate empire. Um, and that transitioned into listening to people like Gary Vee, which I'm sure a lot of you know who that is. Um, and over the course of the next four years, um, to get myself out of that depression, I think my coping mechanism was doing business-related things. Like I started selling Supreme and and Yeezys and stuff like that and flipping it. And for anyone listening, just know I was the first person who did that shit. <laughs> LOL. Um, but yeah, I did I did that for a while and I still kind of do it now as a hobby just because I enjoy it so much. Um, but that then transitioned into, I traded Bitcoin, I traded stocks, you know. Now I'm in real estate. I've kind of just done a little bit of everything. And I guess, Let's see, two years, you know, two years ago in March, it's like March 14th or something like that is when I started working out. And that's really when things started to turn around because for anyone listening who works out regularly and consistently knows like how much that benefits your day-to-day life. And I worked out every day for 18 months straight and lost all the weight, you know, and it feels great. Um, but that's really what catapulted me into being who I am right now in the sense that when you're 295 pounds and you have over a hundred pounds to lose, it's like a very daunting task. And I know, I know people who have more weight to lose than that. Um, but the realization that I had was as long as I just keep going every single day, that inevitably in six months or a year I'm going to look better than I did that day you know and that mentality is the same mentality that I have now just that I may not be who I want to be yet but as long as I do something every day that puts me a little bit closer towards that goal then inevitably I'll get there you know so all those things worked me out of that depression and that anxiety not to say I'm not depressed anymore. Like I'm not a depressed person, but I still do deal with anxiety. Um, 
it's definitely not as bad as it was, but I think we all deal with anxiety to a certain extent. All right. So honestly, this is like a first of actually hearing a lot about your life because I knew you like, hey, hi, what's up? Didn't really know too much. Um, But I think listening to everything that you're saying is really it's amazing that you were able to pull yourself back up because you had to you chose to do all those things every single day. And I'm sure starting from the beginning, when it came when it comes to like losing weight, it looks like such a far away goal. And it's like 100 pounds like that's (laughs) that's no joke. And so that's definitely it's amazing to hear that about the flipping thing, though. How long have you been doing that? Because I actually I'll, I'll go. How long have you been doing that? Uh, like I said, I mean, about four years now. Okay, because, uh, let's see, I guess it was like four or was it five years? I don't know if you know what Poshmark is, but I, so for like, so yeah, for like two years, two or three years, um, I didn't have a job really. Um, and so to make like extra money, I would go to like Thrift Town, Goodwill, Yep, I just buy a bunch of stuff, bunch of brands that a lot of people liked, which were brands that I liked, and I would just sell them for either double or more. Plato's Closet, Goodwill, Thrift Town. Don't sleep on them because I promise you, there are so many things in those stores. Um, oh, that's loud. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I actually did that for a while, and it's it's pretty awesome to be able to do that and. Because you're not you're not conning anyone, you're not scamming anyone because for them that's a really good price what you're selling it for. You just decided to pay like half or less than what you actually sold it for. So um, yes, and I wanted to ask you if do you believe in a higher being, a God, a spirit out there that maybe has to do with your destiny? I mean, do you believe in that? Oh, man, I had a feeling you were going to ask me this question. Um, I'm not a religious person. Um, There's, you know, I I have some pretty personal reasons why that I don't really want to tell these people. Um, But long story short, when my dad died, the question I had for God, if there is a God to me, was why you know also second to that if there's a god why did god allow hitler to have a massive genocide against humanity why did he allow all these fucked up things to happen why did he let trump become president you know like all these things and also just the way that i see it to me a higher power would have the ability to answer your prayers like actually but not not in the sense of like controlling your life but i think if there was a power out there supernatural right like like the bible describes god as just the supernatural being you know i would think that you know you would be able to see those things like if i were to say god tie my shoes you know like that would make me believe it a little bit more because it's physical, physical, it's tangible, you know. Um, I guess the like the pyramids in Egypt really intrigue me because 
those are actual physical things that we can see that we can date back to whenever the fuck they were built but this the hieroglyphs and all those things the languages that they spoke in the smartest people in today's world can't even figure it out so that to me intrigues me which you know to answer your question is there a higher power do i believe in god no do i believe in heaven and hell no um i do i believe that there's a higher power controlling my destiny no and why do i believe that because if i wanted to get up and walk out of this room i would do it right and and there's no one controlling me so that's why i believe that um not you know with that being said i have no problem with people being religious my mom's religious um and i you know i i respect people for their belief i think it's great i think as long you know if you believe in something like that it does mean something as long as it means something to you and you believe in it then it means something you know what i'm saying um but because it doesn't mean that to me and i don't believe in it um i guess it's just not my it's just not it's just not what i believe in you know and see the thing the when it comes to like higher power spirituality things we can't understand i've always i mean i'm i've talked about in my podcast how god is a big part of my life um but i think that it's amazing to see that people have their different ways of looking at their own life so my journey completely different from yours completely different from someone else's and from that i think it can either be seen as like a selfish thing. I mean, I might there people even use the theories of saying that people use God as their own for their own selfish reasonings for their own benefits. On that note, right? People who are fuck ups go to church on Sunday and pray to God to God to forgive them for their sins. Right. But if you kill someone, there's no forgiveness in that, in my opinion. You know, like, I believe in an eye for an eye type thing, you know, and I don't think that God controls that. Well, if I were to look, if someone were to ask me, like, that question, like, if someone were to ask me, why would God accept Hitler? Why would he let all these bad things that happen on a daily basis to so many people? My answer would simply be that... I always believed, and this is based off of my life too, that there are things not under our control that happen. And I think that when it comes to super bad things that happen to specific people, it's like no matter how much we try reasoning with it, if we say maybe there was no reason for this happening, like um, we could always look at it that way, but we never truly know what the reason could have been. The reason could have been whether something happened to someone's life and it affected everyone around them. It might have affected everyone around them in a way that could that was supposed to happen that way. And it, so it's a very, it's something that you can't really give a full answer to. And I think with many things in life, you can't get a full answer to. So that's why when it comes to that, I think um, it just depends on the person. And when it comes to, you know, whether it being a spirit or something supernatural that you can't, see physically like if i was like god tie my shoe right now because if you don't i'm gonna trip and god doesn't tie him and be like wow like you really be like that really be like that you know and so 
<laughs> but I think that since I have learned a lot from the Bible, I from what I've learned is that that's what faith is. And that's the whole point of the Bible, which is faith. So it's like it's faith knowing that God doesn't work in the physical things because if that were the case, then we would there would be no questioning. There would be no opposite to that. There would be no people questioning whether he is real or not. But that's not how life works. Everyone's always going to look at it from a different way. And I think it's really interesting looking at other people's perspective on that. And while we're on that, I was actually going to ask you, so then what are your views when it comes to politics? And when I mean what I mean by that specifically is, let's say um, you were at a gathering with a couple of friends and someone started having like an argument from right hand, left hand, they were just going at it. What would be what's your thought process on that? Because I feel like nowadays it's just so much more intense. It it feels like there's such a big divide between people when it comes to just having an opinion. And so I want to know kind of what you think about that. First and foremost, I think that especially with politics, I believe in what's right to me, at least. And honestly, you know, every candidate has their right you know, like they all have to have their own argument for people to vote for them. You know what I'm saying? And they're all valid points. Um, I guess to answer your question, if I'm sitting around friends and we're talking about it, one that's never happened to me. Like, I mean, like I've never been sitting around and just we happen to be talking about politics, but I ha- it has gotten brought up, you know, with, you know, like my cousin who I'm very close with um, and like some of my close friends. Um, but in the sense of there are a lot of things that Trump does that I don't like. There's a lot of things that Beto O'Rourke does that I think are fucking retarded. You know, I think that Bernie Sanders in some ways is an idiot. I think Hillary Clinton is an idiot. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not for anyone more than I am the other, you know, like to me, like I loved Barack Obama. I liked Barack Obama. He was, I think he was a great president, uh, hence why he got elected twice. Um, but, you know, it, Trump, I think it, people hate on Trump too much because he's so flagrant. He's like very uh, unfiltered. He doesn't really give a fuck what you think about him. In my opinion, you don't want, you, you, people. what people don't understand is that there's one person controlling everything in the United States and like I don't want that person to be affected by what you say to them because I know that when you're affected by what people say to you that's not good and you're not you're not who you are you're not your own thoughts you know and Trump in that sense is probably the best person out there because he doesn't give a fuck you know and not to mention he has done a good job with our economy you know we do have the strongest economy in the world um so i guess what i want to know is so when you are listening to people like you know get really heated between one side or the other are you open-minded to learning about the other side no matter what your beliefs are of course i love listening to people argue about politics it's like the funniest shit in the world to me like like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. You know, it's a, 
I mean, also, like, we live, like, you know, the United States is a democracy, you know, so, like, people get to vote for who's who, and it's usually very close. Like, you know, Trump didn't win by, like, 30%. You know, he won by a few percent, which means that the other half of America didn't like him, you know? So, yeah, it's always interesting to, like, hear what people have to say, and, you know, I think the whole socialist argument is stupid, and the people who believe in that obviously haven't done any research on the countries who are socialist um also they don't consider that the united states is the biggest economy in the world and you can't just you can't just alter that you can't alter the way america like i don't know if trump says this but i feel like he would it was built on capitalism you know and that's why we thrive that's why we are we're honestly not successful. Like we're still in a shitload of debt. Um, but compared to other countries and how we handle it, I think we're in a much better position. I think it's super stupid that Trump has all these, um, soldiers all over the country overseas, you know, like in Syria. And, you know, I think there's way too much money being spent on military in our country. You know, these are all things, you know, I'll put in my input if I feel like it, but I don't usually care enough to like argue with people because people take it really personal, you know? So you think that your reasoning for what it is you believe in politically wise has to do with facts, not okay. So see, this is where it gets tricky because I feel like nowadays, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like nowadays people that, do take it personal it's like there are some situations that happen with whether it has to do with your your race your ethnicity that you can't help but to feel emotional about a certain topic or emotional about something that's going on so um it's just interesting and i think that a lot of people don't really actually want to get informed with when it comes to politics i feel like people just kind of want to they want to go based off of either what they see online because I think online is where a lot of people, especially young people, get their information from. So where where do you see yourself in the next 10 years, Pedro? Tell us about goals. You know, where do you see yourself being? Okay. So before I say this, um, believe it or not, I've lost a lot of friends because of my aspirations in life. So... For anyone listening who doesn't have big goals or big dreams or big aspirations, don't take what I'm about to say personally. I might take it personally. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Please don't. Please don't. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I plan to be a billionaire in 10 years. But the next three to five years for me are, like, very important. I just got my real estate license. I'm a a realtor now. Tom White Group, by the way. Um, So next three to five years my main focus is to just keep my head down and hustle, you know? And like, I'm very thankful and grateful that I'm going to be able to live with my mom and not have to pay rent, you know? So the majority of the money that I'm going to make, my plan is to save it. And, you know, realistically, like my actual goal is to have a million dollars in my bank account in five years. And I think that that's very possible for me. Um, after that it's kind of up in the air i've had thoughts of going to new york and doing real estate or san francisco or la or a bigger market where there's more money 
Um, but also at that point, I might not want to be an agent anymore. And I kind of would be more interested in doing it more from like as an investor, I'd want to go and invest in real estate in those places. And if I have a million dollars, the plan is to do, I'm going to take half of that and go put it in real estate. And the other half, I'm going to start my own pot company. Okay. Is it the, wait, you said pot company? Wait, so is that why you lost friends? I'm, I'm confused as to why you said you lost friends based off of your goals and aspirations. Like, why would you lose friends for, for that? My goals and aspirations have changed over the years. And as I've gotten older, my relationship with money has gotten a lot better. So, like, my understanding for setting goals and, like, realistic goals for myself has changed. And so, you know, at one point, I would, you know, say shit like, you know, oh, I'm going to be the youngest millionaire there was ever in Texas. This was before I turned 20. And if I would have done it before I turned 20, I would have, I think. Um, but yeah, I would say shit like that. Very like, and you know, there, there are some ideas that I've had that are very like off the wall. Um, just like, but I believed in them. And that's what I think people thought I was crazy for. It's just like, how I guess outlandish the shit I would say was. And you know, like I have a question for you. There's not, do you think there's, have you met people like me? How many, actually, let me rephrase that. How many people have you met like me? Met like you, like how, like, do you mean by you saying a bunch of saying things that are out of the ordinary? No. And uh, yes. No. How many people have you met? that have gone through all the shit that I've gone through, which I haven't said. And I'm not trying to boast. Like, this isn't me trying to boast. Like, I went through shit. And, like, that's the facts. If I didn't go through shit, I'd be sitting here saying I didn't go through shit. But I did go through shit. And the reason I'm saying this is just because, in it, like, down to my soul, I believe that I'm a special person. And I believe that enough to know that it's true. And... I'm very easy I, like I'm very good at reading people when I meet them and I have yet to meet someone who kind of shocks me because when I meet someone new I kind of expect them to not have goals and aspirations you know and, and let me rephrase that a lot of people have goals and aspirations of their own and let me just say different strokes for different folks if it makes you happy I don't give a fuck what you're doing but I'm more so saying in the sense that I'm 20 years old. You're 20, right? Mm -hmm. People our age, we're at a time where you're either in school and you're, you know, you're spending a lot on a lot of time on that. And I have friends who are seniors that are going to be graduating here soon. And they're stressing out about school and what they're going to do after school because in school, school doesn't teach you to prepare for life. And I think that, it was actually funny. I saw a tweet a while back of this girl who was like freaking out on Twitter, just like saying all this shit, like, Oh my God, like I'm failing all my classes. Like I have $80,000 in student debt, like all this stuff, you know? And so what I'm saying here is that I dropped out when I was 16 years old. So I've been in the quote unquote real world already for almost five years. And so 
I kind of have experienced real life shit that has like changed me as a person and opposed to many, I would say 95% of the people that I meet and Hey, probably 95% of the people watching this, they live very normal cookie cutter lives. You know, like they don't, they stay inside the box. They don't do anything special and not that they can't, they're just not thinking about it. Well, I think that when I meet someone, um, I think everyone just has that special thing that makes them who they are. I am. And I'm being serious because I've met a lot of people and I can say a lot of harsh things about a lot of people, but I think every person has their own special thing. And I think that being able to predict it, it's possible for a majority of people because majority of people do think a very similar way. And I think that there are, I can definitely say there are not many people that I've met that can speak confidently about themselves. So, but I think that confidence is one of those things that it's hard to have depending on what you've gone through in your life. And it's hard to get yourself to be there um, because of, from my experience, I just, what I went through at a young age wasn't too much I'm gonna be honest it wasn't a lot but for me it was a lot because um growing up with a single parent growing up very insecure just not loving myself at all for probably not many reasons I didn't have many reasons for it but that's just how I felt um I don't know if that's daddy issues I mean I don't know <laughs> someone might see it that way but I think that gaining confidence and being confident in who you are thinking that you have a special purpose for yourself and I mean based off of my beliefs I believe that everyone has a purpose so for me I can definitely say the last person I've heard you speak the way speak the way you've spoken would probably be Kanye <laughs> I was listening to the interview last time I mean that, that'd be my answer I'm so happy you said that because I fucking love Kanye um but I kind of just want to add to that point. This, all the stuff that I just said, it's more so like it sounds very conceited saying like, you know, although I did go through very shitty things, I'm talking about it as, you know, some people may see it as like I'm holding it over them. Like, hey, I've been through shit. You should listen to me. And that's not at all how I'm trying to have it come across. Like I said, they're just facts. And I'm speaking about them in the sense of how they affected me. And more than anything, the stuff that I'm saying right now is to call people out. Like, if you know you're not doing shit, like, and you're not, like, if you're hanging out with people and, you know, you got a good line of bullshit and, you know, you can talk, you can kind of talk the talk, but you're not walking the walk. That's what I'm saying here is that, like, at a very early age, I had to walk the walk. And not a lot of people our age, no offense, have the balls to walk the walk. Well, I think when you walk the walk, it's hard considering like, not hard. That's not the word I'm trying to use. It's just difficult to nitpick on like, cause let's say the average person didn't go through as much, but to be fair, I've actually had a lot of people that I've met that they look normal. They act normal. They think a very normal way, but in reality, they've been through a lot and a lot when I'm like wow this should really be on tv because this isn't like this is big stuff it doesn't happen to the average person 
And so I think that like I am always open to listening to people that want to say something to call someone out because no one wants to be called out. No one really wants to be told that they're doing something wrong. I think that even within themselves, for them to think they're doing something wrong is like a huge step. So why would they want to hear, you know, someone else tell them like you're you're just sitting on your. (laughs) But I can definitely say that not enough people if I because I, I know for myself, I mean, I do have goals, but I think I haven't given myself enough um, credit for how much I can accomplish. And I'm being honest. Um, I think that I believe I can really do something big, but then I actually I'm like I conform to my reality and I'm like, well, this might not be possible because one, what if I can't get through this and then that won't happen. And so you're put you're putting limits on yourself yeah i mean like i have a big ass whiteboard in my office at home that i have a bunch of shit written on and the biggest thing that reminds me every day that i need to do the shit that i need to do is we're all gonna die Mm -hmm. and it, it can happen at any point and for me that's so special to me because i actually believe it like i i am aware of that fully aware and i think a lot of people don't realize that i was actually listening to something uh like a year ago but i it stuck with me and they they were just basically saying how people don't start actually realizing like you're saying that they don't start realizing they're gonna die until they're told they're gonna die and that's why people always talk about when you know you're told you have cancer and you're like you have this certain amount of time to live you actually say oh my gosh I actually have this amount of time to live but in reality it's always been that way from the moment we were born you know and we grew consciousness by like the age of three it's like we got to recognize that life is never promised and as far as okay because I think you bringing up the point of Kanye is really interesting because I as I said I mean I feel like I don't speak as loud not like like I'm talking like metaphorically I don't speak as loud as I should about things I believe in um and I think because I'm I don't know if I'm waiting for something to happen in my life or I'm wait and I know I shouldn't be waiting like I I know I have to do it myself but I think right now it's just like as far as like my goals like where I see myself in 10 years my answer to you is I don't know and my answer is that way because I really don't know what will happen well, I might really be set on some goal and the craziest thing happens completely change my changes my perspective and then I go another route but I think it's important to definitely have goals where you're like this is where I'm trying to reach because that will motivate you every day to get there but like as far as me uh coming from a Mexican family household where all of my family that came from Mexico I mean they all have this idea that if you go to college you'll get a job you'll be successful which is completely not correct as far as you know me going to college I think I got it easy because my mom was like if you don't have if you don't have a goal right out of high school then I'll pay for your college and that's your goal you'll stick with that and honestly I took it because what am I gonna do I I mean out of high school I literally was like uh I don't know what I'm gonna do so for me college is kind of just that safety net I'm still trying to branch out as to what I want to do and figure that out. I think this podcast is definitely um, something that has helped me because it's a small thing, but it's something that I want 
other people to hear because I don't feel like they hear it enough. As far as Kanye, though, I was getting back to that. Um, why do you think so many people don't like Kanye? Because I think as far I mean, he's been trending lately um, because of his whole gospel thing. I don't want to talk about the gospel thing. I want to know why you don't think why you think people don't like Kanye. Influential people in general love or hate them you listen to what they have to say so in that sense i believe i'm a lot a lot alike with kanye i have a lot of like with kanye because i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say and a lot of people might not like it and a lot of people might like it you know um i like kanye you know everyone loves the old kanye you know, but I don't think anyone knows why they love the old Kanye. W- the old Kanye, we're seeing a con like we're almost seeing like a finished product of Kanye, right? I love the old Kanye so much because he was he was in the process of becoming a final product Kanye, and all the stuff that he would rap about were like real. You know, like you could feel you could feel in every song the way he the way his voice would sound. He would just he's a very emotional person and it's and it shows in his songs. And so that's why I like the old Kanye. Like I'll give reference, one of my favorite songs is I Wonder off of um shit. I don't even know the name of that fucking album. But y'all know what I'm talking about. It's the album with uh Just look up I Wonder <laughs> Yeah, just look up I, w- I Wonder by Kanye West. There you go. Simple as that. Um But yeah, I mean, as far as why i like kanye that's why i like him is because he doesn't and also on that note he said he's outspoken and he says what he feels uh, but if you watch his latest um like podcast with uh man big boy it was with big boy uh he admitted he was like you don't think that the shit that people say to me fucks with me because like like of course you know like of course, if someone calls you fat, you cannot care, but you're still going to listen to it, you know? Um, I think he's now at the point where he accepts what people say and he gives them, like, he, he gives thought to what people tell him and that's what has kind of changed him. Where And he admits that. He thinks, you know, he he, I guess, acknowledges what people have to say too much and he's got, that's why people want the old Kanye back because he strictly was saying, more literally speaking and and singing what he felt, in my opinion. Like now, you know, the Jesus thing I think is great, like that album. Um, And who knows, you know, I love Kanye. I don't, sure, he could have done it because he's trying to spread the word of God, but if you know Kanye, he also has called himself a god in his in his life. All right. Well, I've watched a good amount of his interviews, and I think that in general, in general, um, he has a lot of um, he has a well in one of the episodes that he had. I remember he was saying that he. All that he went through, he was basically driven by the culture. I think he, I don't know if you heard that part, but he was driven by the culture. So then he realized that he was being slaved by culture. And that's why when he decided to make God his, you know, savior and uh, around that realm, he decided that 
he was going to go based off of what God had to say. So it's like he was basically saying who I was then. Yet, yes, like that. those were the, the things I had to go through and those were the phases of my life. And I expressed that in my music. But now he feels as if he was actually being driven by something that probably wasn't the most appropriate for everyone else. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it, everyone's different. Like you said earlier, um, back to what I was saying, though, about he's literally rapped about himself, you know, about him being a god, you know. And if you think about it this way, right, if we were back 2,000 years ago when Jesus was alive, you know, um, what was he doing? He was preaching to the choir, was he not? He was an extremely influential person, kind of like a Kanye, who people listen to regardless. And he went village to village and spoke his word, right? Kanye, someone who probably more than half of the people alive on the planet know of and listen to, is now, he rapped about it. And if you go back 10 years, he, he had the same thought 10 years ago of rapping about you you remember him saying that okay so and this is just a thought i don't really believe this but you know think about it you know like he's now one of the most influential people in the entire world and now he released a gospel album right and he knew that doing that was going to influence the culture right so who What's really going on here? Because you think you talk, what I think about is this. If I were to be re- religious and have a relationship with God, it would be personal. It'd be between me and God, right? Not me and 250 million people and God, right? So it's just a thought. Well, as he, uh, he was saying in that interview, he was saying how he knew that with his platform, he'd be able to use that to spread the word because not a lot of people have that. I mean, everyone's been preaching about God since, you know, those times. And whether you listen to it or not, like you said, he is an influential person, so maybe a lot of people will listen. But I can tell you for a fact, the world, what the world gives you is not going to be anything good. So whether you figure it, luckily, I mean, thankfully, you were able to figure that out on your own, right? The majority of people probably won't be able to figure that out on their own. I think that in general, when you're a kid, you think that everything's okay until something happens and it's not okay. And you realize you got to figure that out on your own. I think that the majority of how people think right now having to do with not controversial thinking, because I think that's important. I think it's important for people to have different thoughts, mindsets, um, look at things a different way. But I think you know how he was speaking about uh, his addiction with pornography and how that really took a toll in him because as he was saying in the interview, um, many young boys are exposed to that at a young age and so many people I'm sure still have a problem with it. And, and so things like that, that's, that's what he was explaining was the culture, which is what you're told you're supposed to look at, what you're told you're supposed to enjoy. And people actually end up having addictions to it. And it ends up actually getting them in a shithole. Not just pornography. There's so many things in this life that can be very 
ugly, whether that's whoever you're in a relationship with, the problems they might bring into the relationship, your family, you're always going to have problems, your friends in general. At the end of the day, everyone's only, only looking out for themselves, everyone individually. Therefore, if you're actually being influenced by what's going on with your family, the problems that you have with them, the problems that you have with your friends, um, the world's telling you that if you don't have money, you're not going to be successful. You're not seen as successful. You're seen as worthless. If you don't have this many likes, you know, we're being the majority. And I'm not saying everyone. I'm saying the majority of people, we are driven by what people tell us we should be driven by. And I'm sure you agree with that. But I think that when by him saying like, okay, well, since I have this platform and I'm able to use it, whether that's honestly, whether that's for his own selfish reasons or whether that's he really does believe it at the end of the day. <laughs> I when I think about my relationship with God, I've already had my experiences with the church. I've had my experiences with what I went through with that. And so my mindset has changed on whether I believe you should spend all your time in the church and that's what makes you religious. That's what makes you a person or whether your religion, your, your spirituality is within you and with you and God, which is possible to do without going to church. Therefore, that's why I don't see so much wrong when it comes to people that believe in a higher power, something that gives them hope, something that gives them faith, because I think that in general, what you're given is not always good. And I think if you're able to have something that tells you maybe you should restrain from something that should be pleasurable to you and tells you it should be pleasurable, you should restrain yourself because that that makes you become accountable for your decisions and I don't think there's enough of that and I think a lot of when it comes to the Bible when it comes to God it is you being accountable for what you're doing it's not all praise Jesus he'll give you whatever you want it strictly says on there you can't you shouldn't do this and I think that's when it gets tricky with the church because that's when you start being judged by other people and being told this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong when in gen genuinely you should be told it's wrong by what the by God, which is what the Bible tells you. So that's why when it comes to Kanye, I don't see, I really don't see anything wrong with it. I, I, yeah, no, no, not nothing wrong with it. But what I mean is like, whether he's doing it for his own selfish reasons, whether he's doing it because he genuinely believes it, I think only good can come out of it. I, I agree totally. I mean, I didn't, I didn't say that in the sense that I think that that's what he was doing. I had that thought. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and like to and like to me, it makes total sense. Um, but you know, that's kind of besides the fact. You know, I love Kanye. I don't really care what he does. You know, like I, I'll always like him. You know, and, and that's just because I like his personality. I don't really care for what he says sometimes, but I like the way he says it, and that's his who he am, who he is. You know. Um, but you said something just now that made me think, like, were you talking about sacrifice? What do you mean? Like, you were talking about, you know, just how people, like, you were saying how people are trying to pick between one thing or the other, like, their faith and doing something on that. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember saying that? What? Like, well, what I got from it is what sh you were kind of speaking about. You're speaking about faith and, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but were you referencing sacrifices, people making sacrifices in their life? I don't know if I'm answering your question, but what I was trying to say was that in general, like when you do believe in God and you start actually 
reading scripture and you start understanding it and placing it in your life I think people have this idea that just God will bring everything to you once you ask for it like I want this why isn't anything this way therefore it doesn't work that way it's not something you can see it's not something you can genuinely feel although some people claim they have felt it within their soul and their spirit because there are things there's a soul that we have which if you believe that and there are things that you might feel within your soul that feel real to you and so I think that God gives us that free will to be able to make our decisions to be able to do right or wrong to be able to walk out of this door like you said but I think there are also those things in life that just we just genuinely don't have control over and it's like that thin line of whether it's we can reason with it, whether there was a reason for it, whether there wasn't a reason for it, we will never know until it happens. And then we actually base our perception off of what we get from that certain situation, whether it was something that had a reason for it or didn't. But I think my relationship when it comes to God is that I've learned um, because of where I was before that, it taught me to be self-reflective. It taught me to look at what I'm doing that might be wrong, whether someone else might see it as wrong or not. If it says it's wrong, then it's technically wrong if I believe it. Um, and the great thing that I've learned about it is, whether it's for my own selfish reasons or not, I've learned that even if I do end up doing wrong, if I do decide to kill someone, if that is my decision, it's I'm being serious, Like I will face that. Whether I believe there is a heaven or hell, I'll face it one way or another. And it's like, we're not, I don't believe we're that powerful, like as human beings. I don't believe that we're that powerful to, yeah, we might have ended someone's life, but who knows what will happen to me. I'm not that powerful. Even if I did end their life, what will end up happening in my life? And it's just like, a thin, I don't even know if I answered your question. Yes, you answered it. But, you know. I'll I'll say one more thing about religion just because I think we've exhausted the topic. Um, Do you, or whoever's listening, do you, I'm not saying don't be religious. My perspective on this though, and you'll hear, you'll hear Brenda say this if you pay attention closely enough. She said, God gives me, right? Like God would give you the power to walk out of that door, right? Who I am right now was created without God without a higher power. So no one gave me the ability to do anything that I've done. And last last little note, when people say, damn, thank God I did this, right? Or shit, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here right now, right? In my head, God didn't do shit for me. So by me saying, damn, without God, I wouldn't be here right now, would kind of take away from all the shit that I have done, all the hard work that I have put in to be who I am. I think that there's such a need sometimes to feel as if, because we're so selfish as humans that we really are so self-centered. And I think that I'm not discrediting your journey. Like you did that not discrediting that at all because I know you did that whether your reasoning for what you did was I did this on my own no one was the reason I'm here if I were someone that believed that there was a higher power I would be able to say well I think that my life could 
turn to shit tomorrow. And even if it were to turn to shit, I think it's very easy to start since I'm, if I were like a very, like I said, all humans are selfish. I'm not, I'm just gonna be honest. We're all selfish within ourselves, but that's normal because we all care about ourselves. It's hard, more difficult. I hate that word. It's more difficult um, for someone when something really bad happens to really be thankful. And that's the thing. It's hard to be thankful when things happen that are not under your control. So it's like, how, why would I want to thank a God if something really bad happened? On that note, I, I, and this is also a fact, I wouldn't be who I am right now if my dad didn't die. So although I think about him every day and I wish he was still here with me today, you know, a part of me, like my cousin asked me one time, you know, if you could have your dad back, would you? And I said no, because I wouldn't be who I am. And although, you know, the things that really got to me back to the depression shit, the stuff that actually got to me was he was never going to see me, you know, have my girlfriends. And when I get married, he wasn't going to be able to be at my wedding. He wasn't going to, he's not going to be able to see his grandkids, you know, and I'm Pedro Ramirez the fourth, right? And so that meant something to him. And I want to, I want to name my first son Pedro, you know? So those are the things that got to me. Um, Okay, well, (laughs) 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 all right, this was getting so, it happens sometimes, but I think we were just, we were talking about, look, listen, I don't have many conversations like this, and I'm going to talk to whoever's listening to this, and if you've made it this far, because this is the longest podcast episode I have ever had, if, if you've made it this far, just know that. I don't have many conversations like this with people because not a lot of people like talking about these things. And I think that the fact that we're able to sit here, both of us, and we're not, I'm not trying to convince him of anything. I'm telling him his, my point of view. He's not trying to convince me of anything. He's telling me his point of view. I think there needs to be more of that within people. Um, So I am so thankful that Pedro was actually able to be here for this episode. And um, if there's anything else you have to say, honestly, um, you, uh, what, what? Well, I, I didn't know it was this far. I really didn't know we were going this far. Yeah, I see this number. Uh, um, but yeah, I think this is going to have to be the, I'll cut this off. Um, I think this is going to have to be the rest of this episode because I'll definitely have you back on. We have so much more to talk about because I think we can definitely talk about every answer you gave me. There's something I probably wanted to ask you more of. Um, so we'll definitely have Pedro again and... So tell me what your Instagram name is. So, or where can people find you on social media? At Ped Ram Worldwide on Insta. And honestly, I don't really want to give out my Twitter or anything. Um, but yeah, Ped Ram Worldwide on Twitter. But I want to leave everyone listening with this one thing. It's your fucking life. Not anyone else's. Everything that you do down to the very smallest thing is your fucking choice. So don't take it lightly. And I hope you enjoyed listening to Brenda and I today. 
I know I enjoyed being here, and I hope that we have another episode because we have a lot to talk about, I think. So, yeah, thank you for having me, and I enjoyed talking to you today, Brenda. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. Stay tuned for the next episode.